preach. Um, I guess it would show a little bit of trust, letting me able, letting me be able to talk to the church family. Uh, I first of all want to say that I want to wish every person a happy Mother's Day, but especially the moms. Um, I know that my mom deserves more than just one day a year for me to show appreciation, and I bet a lot of you at home agree about your moms too. Um, tonight I want to talk about uh, a mom that a lot of us don't think about when we read our Bibles. You know, there's all those famous mothers, uh, pastor preached on Mary the day. Uh, there's Eve. Uh, one that my mom especially likes is Hannah, who begged for her child. That's one of her favorite Bible stories. But uh, I want to talk about one that I've always considered to be not a good role model. Uh, someone that I wouldn't necessarily say follow after their example until I did the research. Um, the video actually was able to eclipse on her a little bit today as it was going over the different types of moms. Um, and I think that her story has a lot to teach us. And after doing my research, I feel like she might be one of the best moms in the Bible. And I think it has a lot to do about teaching us about spiritual mentoring. And for this fun special Mother's Day, I'm going to call it spiritual mothering. Um, if you would turn to Ruth chapter 1, uh, because, and if you haven't guessed yet, the, the well, mom in question tonight is Naomi. And if, you, if you've got there to Ruth chapter 1, I'll begin in verse 8. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go and return each other to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And if you go down to verse 16, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And uh, after reading that, I'm going to open us, up, open us up in some prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for a stay. Thank you for just allowing us to be able to appreciate our moms. Um, I pray that uh, this message would just honor and, uh, and bless you, Lord, and I pray that it would help all the people in our church. I pray that you calm my nerves, Lord, that uh, you just give me the words to speak, the wisdom, and that, Lord, I would just do you good. In your name, amen. Well, uh, there's only a few people in the Bible when I read their stories. I actually understand and sympathize with them for maybe even giving them a little credence for being bitter. Uh, I think about Job. He lost everything, and somehow he still served God. You think about uh, Daniel, who was taken away from his house. He was, uh, he was, his parents, I bet, were killed, and he was made to be a servant, yet he still served God. I think about the servant girl that helped the... Uh, Syrian general when he got leprosy and yet she still served God and I understand I understand their plight I would understand if they got angry 
and they didn't want to be useful to God's will. But that's not what they did. And that's always been an encouragement to me. Well, when I thought about them, I never thought about Naomi. I always thought, didn't she say she was bitter? Didn't she say that she went out full and now she's empty? I mean, how was she useful to God's cause? But the more I studied this, the more I understood on how what she did to serve God would ultimately lead to the incarnation of Jesus Christ on this earth. So as we go through this story, I'll, I'll explain why I think she's one of the best mothers to be in the Bible. You know, she, she left Israel. I mean, some people try to blame her and say that's a sin, but I believe she was just following her husband. And they left Israel in a time of famine uh, during the time of the judges. And there was consequences for leaving Israel for not having faith in God. Her husband died. God killed her husband. And eventually... Uh, God took her sons away. I believe after studying the passage out that God took her sons away for not returning to the land of Israel and being faithful to God. Once they married, it was their, their decision whether to stay or not, and they did not decide to go back to Israel. So they continued in their father's sin. But we see when Naomi's uh, husband and sons die, her decision is to go back to Israel. And she, uh, she gives, uh, she starts departing back. And I, I studied that out. I said, why does she want to go back to Israel? Does she not feel comfortable in the land of Moab? Is it just not the place she wants to be because it reminds her of her husband and her sons? But as I studied it out, I feel more as I read that she wanted to go back to Israel to serve God. And she knew that she couldn't do it in a place that openly supported idolatry. You can't serve God when you're in a place of sin. When you're in an atmosphere of sin, it's going to lead to more sin. But uh, she decides to lead, and she takes her two daughters-in-law with them, with her. And uh, originally, you can see that they're not planning on staying with her because uh, it says that they were going to return that they... Uh, that they were going to return with her until she got to the border. But as they got to the border, she let them make a decision. And she said, you, it, you might as well return to your mothers and not come with me because I'm going to live a life of hardship, a life of poverty, a life of uh, just sadness as she returns to Israel. Because you have to think about it. She left and she was full. She had a family. She had money. But now she's coming back and she doesn't have a family. She doesn't have money. She has nothing. And uh, her two daughters-in-law had their decision. One chose to leave and one chose to stay. And that leads to my first point. And that was Ruth's decision to stay. What caused that? What caused Ruth to say, I'm going to stay with Naomi. I'm going to leave my gods. I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to leave my land. What caused her to say, I'm going to leave all of that so I can stay with this woman? And I believe that's because Naomi inspired her to serve God with her. I believe that Naomi lived a life that said, hey, this God is a good God, and I want to go serve this God with her. Um, 
every mother's first job when they're a Christian, they always want to see their children get saved to be inducted into God's family. Uh, if you're a Christian mom and that's not your first job, you have some messed up priorities. Um, no mother wants to see their children die and go to hell because they didn't witness to them. Naomi, this wasn't even her, her blood daughter. It was it, She wasn't a part of her lineage of her family. She was just a daughter-in-law, but she lived such a, a life that made Ruth want to say, I want to serve this God with her. And she did. I can tell you this, uh, in my household, uh, I've had four siblings. I have four siblings. And uh, I, can I can remember as back as six years old where my mom was saying I needed to get saved. And I can see, I can see it now with Belle and Joel when they were younger. And my mom was always telling us that we needed to repent. We needed to get a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. She explained to me that her her relationship with God was not enough to get me to go to heaven. And that's what inspired me to, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, it doesn't tell us how Naomi reacted with Ruth back when her husband and her sons lived. It doesn't tell us all that. God didn't give us the details. But something inspired Ruth to say, I want to go with her. Something inspired her to say, I want to leave this idolatry behind. Maybe, maybe Naomi told her stories of how great God was. Because we do know that our God's great. We do know that our God is a loving God. We do know that our God's merciful. And if we're not telling other people about how great our God is and inspiring them to convert and to leave this world behind, then they're going to die and go to hell. Just like Or Orpa. She wasn't inspired. She didn't come with Naomi, and ultimately her story is left in the air after she leaves and returns back to her original family. My second point is that Naomi fed Ruth spiritually, and you say, how did she do this? She was a bitter woman. I don't, when I was studying the, the terms out for bitter woman, I don't think that Naomi was necessarily mad at God. I think she was humbled. I believe that she knew her husband did wrong. She knew that when they left the country that they were going against God's will. And God has to punish him. He can't be a holy God if he doesn't punish him. If he didn't punish him, then he's, he's letting it grow. And that's not a God that we could possibly serve. And Naomi, by choosing to come back to Israel to serve her God by praising God as we see in chapter 2 verse 20 where it says and Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law blessed be he of the Lord obviously she wasn't mad at God because she's giving God praise she's uh, openly praising God in front of her daughter-in-law and I was like, how is, how is this equal feeding God when I was writing my message? How is this feeding Ruth? And I thought about this. How do Christians get fed? They read their Bible. They pray. And they go to the church and they get fed by their pastor. Well, what's the best sermon that any of us can possibly preach? And that's the sermon of our life. Um, your actions speak a lot more than what you say. 
um, Naomi choosing to come back to Israel to serve God, vocally praising God instead of just saying, I praise God. That's a lot more feeding than anyone just talking about it. I can tell you this, and uh, a lot of my illustrations today will be just giving my mom praise because it's Mother's Day and because really she just envelops this whole idea. My mom, she, uh, she likes to sing. She likes to sing at uh, times in the morning when I get up, right when I get up and I'm cranky, but she's singing praises to God, saying it's a good morning and uh, just singing God's praises. You know, whenever I want to eat and she gets to pray, she, pr she, she tends to pray a little too long. Maybe that's because I'm hungry, but uh, really she's praising God and she's showing me and my siblings that she loves the Lord. Um, another thing is that uh, when my mom reads her Bible, she gets to take our sunroom, which is more of another living room. And uh, when she takes it, it has to be absolutely quiet so that she can fu fully focus on God's word. And... Uh, at the time, it might be a little annoying because no one can use it, but she's just showing her kids that she's ready to have what God has for her to, for that day, that she's willing to read her Bible in front of us. She's willing to pray in front of us. She's willing to sing to God in front of us, and she's feeding us through the sermon of her life, and that's what I believe Naomi did for Ruth. Naomi did all of this in front, uh, in front of Ruth, and she showed her how to live and how to serve God through the sermon of her life. And this is why I'm going to say to you, how many people have you fed spiritually that way? How many people have you showed how to live through your own personal actions? Uh, someone once told me, and it might be my father, that someone's always watching you, whether it be God or someone else. And you never know who it is, but it's always, it's always going to get out how you live your life. That's just the truth. And whether you're a complainer, which is not feeding someone good food, or you're gonna praise God, that's on you. Whether you're gonna sing songs of praise to God or songs of evil to the devil, that's on you. Whether you're gonna read your Bible or you'd rather watch TV, that's on you. But someone's learning and feeding off of you today. And you have to make the decision on what you're gonna feed that person and yourself. My third point is that she directed her to God's will. Um, when Ruth was cutting the wheat, she met a, a young fine man named Boaz, and uh, Boaz took compassion on her. He gave her food, he fed her, and uh, my thing is if someone feeds me, I'm gonna have attraction to them right away, um, mostly because I wanna have more of their food. But uh, Ruth comes home, and obviously, if someone ever gave me a free meal, I'm gonna tell whoever I can about them, because that's just something I'd appreciate. Ruth comes home, she tells Naomi, she says, hey, this guy was really kind to me, he gave me food, and something just clicks in Naomi's head. She says, hey, that's the redeemer of our family. If you marry him, our lineage can go on. And she praises the Lord for that. And she tells Ruth of her customs, of the laws of the land, of how the, she directs her to serve God through her life. You know. Uh, Naomi could have said, oh, you can keep gleaming off him and just keep getting us food. But Naomi knew how things ought to be done, how the law commanded things to be done. Naomi said, hey, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to entice him to marry you. And that's what he did. Uh, things don't work like that anymore. <laughs> but uh, 
she she told her how things should be done and look Ruth followed it uh, I know this my mom used to always say uh, Jacob I think God's gonna use you God's gonna God's gonna do something with your life and I said nah God doesn't God doesn't want to use me I'm gonna go be uh, I had so many ideas and plans I was gonna be a scientist when I was younger then I was like I'm gonna join the military and then start gaining weight that didn't work out um, I thought I was going to be a cyber technician, and uh, I actually applied to a program at Moore Norman to be a cyber technician twice, and somehow with uh, flawless, as I would say, uh, uh, prerequisites, they, uh, they just didn't allow me. I think God was blocking it. But my mom would always say, you know, if you go against God's will, you're going to be unhappy, and you're not going to be happy if you're fighting God. And, you know, I tried. I did try to fight God's will, but it didn't work. She was right. Like I wrote in that poem, Moms Have Wisdom. And uh, she, she directed me to follow God's will. She directed me to just surrender to God and look where I am today. Like I said at the beginning, before Pastor preached today, a lot of us don't know where we would be if our, we didn't listen to our moms. And I'm, I'm glad that I listened to my mom. And I bet you that Ruth was glad that she listened to Naomi when Naomi told her to go talk to Boaz, to go um, entice him, because where did that lead? Where do we read at the end of the story where she is redeemed the lineage of Naomi? But we'll get to that. And I just want to say this, and this is, this is the point of this point. I guess that's an elegant way to say things. Um, who have you helped to lead? Um, who have you pointed to God's will? Who have you said, follow God's will, surrender? Um, some parents, I, and I hear these stories and I call them nightmare stories, where kids will surrender to the ministry and parents pull them out of it. I, I mean, that just drives me crazy. Uh, I heard a story of a, a, a young man who surrendered to be a missionary and their parents, or his, specifically his mom, said that I'd buy you a new car if you chose to not go to the mission field. And how rare is it that a young person surrenders to the mission field and that a parent would pull them away from it? We are, it's our job to be directing people to God's will. It's not always God's will that somebody would be in the mission, or, or to be in the mission field to be a pastor, to be an evangelist. But it's God's will for them to do something with their life to serve him, whether that's door knocking. Maybe they don't need to go do, maybe they don't have to go work their job on Sundays. That's probably not the smart option. You know it's God's will that we assemble ourselves together. So how about you direct them not to work Sunday or Wednesday? You know it's God's will that they go soul winning. Maybe they don't need to go to that party. Or you advise them not to go to that party. You know that it's God's will that uh, we just serve God. And if you're not directing them to serve God with their life, then you're not directing them to the right path. And Naomi did that. Now to my fourth and final point, um, she shared in the blessings. And this is not necessarily something that you have to do, but this is probably something you want to do. Um, you know, Naomi, she came into Israel back when she got back and she was, she was empty. 
a word to say would be bitter. She said, call me Mara. She, uh, she just wasn't a pleasant fellow. And if you didn't know, Naomi means pleasant. She wasn't a pleasant person. She was, she was more sad and empty when she came back. But after spiritually mothering her daughter, after, um, after feeding her with the sermon of her life, after leading her to the Lord, after directing her to follow God's will, Naomi was able to experience the full blessings of God with Ruth. Her lineage was restored. She was able to hold the baby that Ruth and Boaz had, and they, and they called him Obed. And I was like, what is Obed? That's a weird name. Obed means serving. She came back to Israel to serve the Lord, and look how God blessed her. She was able to have her happiness, her joy restored in the Lord because she chose to come back and, and uh, serve him. And I say this, uh, I haven't made it there yet, but I can guarantee you that I believe the longer I serve the Lord, the more happiness I'll bring my mother, the more joy I'll bring my mother. And to all you, uh, I, won't, I don't wanna say kids, but uh, you teenagers, you kids out there watching this live stream, I can guarantee you if you serve the Lord with your life and you pursue him with all of your being, you're going to bring joy to your mother. Brother Randy said it last Mother's Day. He said, sometimes the best gift you can give your mom is just sitting by her in church. And uh, I can guarantee you if you put a smile on your face, you sing your heart out when we're singing those hymns, and you're just sitting by her in church, she's going to be happy. And... Uh, I'll say this, if you moms, if you, you people out there spiritual mothering, if you direct someone to God's will, if you feed them if, with the sermon of your life, if you inspire them to go to the Lord and have a relationship with them, you're going to share in those blessings and that joy. And I'm going to say this, the question, the, quick, the convicting question is, you know, who are you going to share those blessings with? If you never initiate any of those steps, you're never going to be able to have that joy, that fullness. You're never going to be able to enjoy those blessings. It's your choice whether you're going to choose to take those steps to spiritually mother a person, mentor a person. If you choose to be selfish with the knowledge that God's given you, then you're never going to be full like Naomi was at the end of her story. So... In conclusion, I want to say this. Not all children turn out. Uh, just as a joke, I would say that my other siblings didn't turn out as great as me. But uh, a lot of you guys are laughing at home now. But uh, not, all, not all children turn out. I believe that Naomi was a godly woman. I really do. But look at Orpah. Where did, what did Orpah choose to do? She chose to go back to her family. She chose, to, she chose to go back to her idols and remain in her land. Think about what Orpah could have had if she chose to go with Naomi and to experience God's blessings, but she didn't. And here's the thing, you can't, you can't control your children's actions, but you can control you. And if you choose to mentor someone, I'm specifically talking to um, people who have children out of the house or if you're a male, if you choose to mentor a person, if you choose to go through those steps of you know, leading them to the Lord, of feeding them spiritually, 
and directing them to God's path. You know, you're going to be blessed. Um, like I said, you can't choose your children's paths, but if you inspire them towards a relationship with God, um, you're going to share their blessings. You know, Naomi wasn't Ruth's birth mom, and that's why a lot of us don't think of her as a mom in the Bible. But I would argue with you today and say, I think she did a, a, a lot more than her birth mom did for her. A lot more. And if you're a mature Christian, you're commanded to spiritually mother a person. It says in Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. We're commanded to go and teach. We're commanded to go and mentor. If we're not doing that, then we're failing the Great Commission. So my challenge to you, church family, is find someone to go spiritually mother today. For some of you, that might be your own children. But some of us in the church, we don't have children in the church anymore. We don't have children at home. Go find someone. Go find someone in the teen group and say, hey, let's go soul winning. Go find one of those kids and say, hey, if you sing real good today in church, I'll give you a lollipop. Something, something as goofy as that. But that inspires them to go and serve God. And if you spiritual mother today, I can guarantee you that the church of the future will stand stronger than ever because we'll have a godly seed. So, Pastor.